from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Life from America. And I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the Hip Hop Patriot. Today is September 16th, year of our Lord, 2021. And just like that intro just said, it's time to fight like hell. And not just fight for Trump. Fight for Trump. No, no. Fight for God. Fight for country. Fight for family. Fight for Trump. Yesterday, I told you at the, on, the, uh, on the morning show that I was tired. I told you that I was exhausted, but I had to keep, keep pushing forward. And so do you. All day yesterday, into the night, into the morning, as I was spending time with God, talking with God, I got what I was looking for. I got what I was requesting. And what I was requesting was heavenly energy so full that I didn't know what to do with that much energy. And this morning, I woke up a new man. I know it sounds cliche. I know it sounds like the beginning of a great story. But I am telling you, when I went out this morning and went to the local gas station, got a coffee, something was different. Remember back in the day, now I know, you, I know some of you good-hearted, God-fearing people still do this, but remember when you talked to everybody, when you opened the doors for everybody, when you went out of your way to say, good morning, how are you, to people that you don't even know just standing next to them getting a coffee. Remember those days of unity and smiles and knowing that we lived in the greatest country in the world because of the freedoms that we're given by God at birth? That's what I felt this morning. That's what I felt this morning. I was talking to birds for crying out loud. I was literally just taking deep breaths and going, okay, I'm ready. And I'm ready. I have strapped on my gear. I've strapped on my armor of God. I've strapped on all my ammo. And I am ready for round two. I am ready to be completely and 110% fully immersed into making this country great again. And I'll do whatever it takes on my part. So I just want to thank you for giving me the inspiration and the comfort, even when I need it, just as much as you need it. And we rely on each other. And always, we turn each other back towards God. And that's the, that's the, ultimate, that's the ultimate power right there. That's not only the ultimate power, but it's the ultimate energy. It's the ultimate stamina. It's the ultimate love. It's the ultimate emotion. It's the ultimate guidance. It's the ultimate way of life. And you can't get that anywhere else. You just can't. Well, unless you drink about 500,000 Red Bulls and shoot yourself with some steroids, then you might feel the way you feel when you truly have the power of God. Let me say hello to some people. Come on. Let me know where you're from. Put, put your first name in the comment section. I know you're not on YouTube because we're banned from there once again. 
But please, if you're on Rumble, or if you're even watching on Roku or any other platform, and you can, let me know where you're from. Let me know who you are. I love shouting you guys out. It's one of my favorite things to do in the show, and something we've done since the very beginning, and we'll, and we'll never stop doing. Rick Staler from Tennessee. God bless you, man. You, you, you dang right I'm going to keep up that fight. Becky from Oklahoma. God bless you. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. Thank you for the shares as well. The shares are just as important, just as important, if not more important, tuning in yourselves because we got to multiply. Sharon in Texas, good to see you, Sharon. Carol from Pennsylvania, God bless you. And Brenda from Wisconsin, Will from California, good to see you. Robin Phoenix, hello. Good to see you. Thank you for joining in. I appreciate it. Russ from Alabama, God bless you. Russ Tom from Wisconsin. Eileen from Texas. And Kelly from Lancaster, Pennsylvania is joining in in the building today. Right here and from with the live free or die state hip hop patriot. We got Justin from Missouri, the show me state. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about Missouri today, as a matter of fact. Funny you funny you uh funny I caught that. Hello, Angie from Illinois and Jean from Clearwater. Good to see you. Dorothy and Sue from Texas. God bless you for joining in. Look, folks, here's the deal. We're winning. We're winning because the other side, the evil side, is melting down at an alarming rate. Did you see the new ad for Marjorie Taylor Greene this morning with her 50 cal, um, 50 cal gun giveaway called the Green Gun Giveaway? Even just watching that video, it let me know what Joe Biden is doing is actually bringing out the American spirit. <laughs> what a dummy. <laughs> What Joe Biden is actually doing and what the left is actually doing is awakening a beast. They're just awakening a beast, that's all. And all and, and you know what it is? They want you to stop. They want you to go, I can't do this anymore, I give up. That's their ultimate goal. Their ultimate goal is to get you to comply with the vaccine and comply with the orders. Do not resist, do not rebel, do not speak up, and damn sure do not use your pesky rights that are given to you by God and enshrined in our founding documents. Definitely, definitely don't want you to do that. And it is hard. Sometimes you get foggy. Sometimes you can't see. Sometimes you're like, I I feel weighed down. And then you go, wait a minute. This is all trickery. This is all sleight of hand. This is all smoke and mirrors. All of this is smoke and mirrors. Because if you didn't have the news, you wouldn't know. Other than maybe seeing a few pink-haired, purple-haired, tight, skinny jean wearings, black-rimmed man buns walking around. Other than that, if you had no access to news, fake, this, uh, fake news was indeed fake news, or real, you would not know the world is really any different. You'd go out, you'd work, other than the masks and that hysteria. It's all political, though. You still have everything you've always had. It's just, are we exercising that or not? Are we using that option to exercise what we've always had, or are we willingly becoming really just in a state of depression to the point where we believe we've lost that so that we shut up? It's a very good question. It's a very good question. I seem to think that we've lost it on our own, that we've willingly let ourselves become anxiety-driven and depressed and stressed to the point where we just go, what's the point anymore? What's the point anymore? All right, folks, please share the video. Let's get right to the verse of the day today. I titled this, Trade Your Anxiety for the Joy of Rejoicing. Trade your anxiety for the, ro- r- the joy of rejoicing. Good morning. 
I hope you are all at peace and well. Today's verse will focus on how to get you there if you don't if you can't do it alone. I know you are not sleeping well at nights. I know that thoughts of soldiers dying, the country being destroyed day by day, your children's and grandchildren's experiences being way different and way worse than yours were when you grew up, and so much more has been weighing on your mind and heart for so long that you can't seem to slow down and focus on one thing. But you have to figure out a way to let it all go. Even if it's for small periods of time, we need to be thinking clearly now more than ever. And the verse of the day will come from Philippians 4, 4 through 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. It's a very powerful word. Don't just let words lackadaisically just go by you. Look at the word. Understand what it means. Look at it in the context in which it's being said. And then feel the full power of that word. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. See, the left doesn't want you to be gentle. They don't want you to feel at peace. The Bible's telling you to do something different. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and, and petition, with thanksgiving, it's another word you got to make sure you look at in the context, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I wrote this. I fully understand that what I preach every morning to you is easier said than done when it comes to directives and guidelines. I also know that you are strong-minded and you are strong-willed, and that is why you're receiving this email in the first place. You are personally part of this show's success, and that means that we fought billion-dollar companies with endless resources in order to make this show, Live from America, stay on, regardless of the powers that be trying to destroy us. We won. We won and we defeated them in eight months. You also have been a major part in turning nothing into something very big in the way of getting states to actually conduct audits of a stolen presidential election. That's huge. In eight months, we went from them thinking that we would all just accept it with them putting all the fake news media on high speed to destroy that narrative. And look where we are today. Look where we are today. That is because of you. It's because of me. It's because of the war room. It's because of other people who are out there fighting every single day. The power you have is godly. He created you in his own image. The power you have is godly. Christ even said that you will be more powerful than him in your relationship with God. Your belief in his promises, your countless prayers for, for, uh, to fix justice, and, and your determination to not just roll over and give up is what is keeping this country alive. Rejoice in the Lord in both good and bad times. That's the key to everything, folks. It allows you to shed anxiety, and once you do that, it's like a domino effect of peace and joy that you experience without, or which actually helps your physical being as well as your, mental, uh, your spiritual being. It also helps the people close to you as they see how well you handle adversity and how to overcome it. 
in all things give glory to God. And don't be afraid to say it out loud. I think he likes that. Don't you? In Jesus' name, amen. And now, folks, please remove your caps and let's go to the Lord for the Lord's Prayer. Together, all as one, as one body of Christ, uniting and, what's that word again? Rejoicing. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The kingdom, and the power, that power that I was talking about, that you have, that's so great, and the glory, the glory, that you experience in God's presence that allows you to accomplish miracles, straight miracles. I've seen them with my own eyes. And we've seen prayer be answered right here on Live from America. You cannot deny it. You cannot deny it, and you definitely cannot deny the power that God is using using this show to go out and bring people back to Him. We've heard the testimony. We've seen the emails. We've heard the voice clips. Even when we do the Telegram voice chats, you've heard people on there say, I have not been closer to God than I since I've been a child since um, because of listening to your show. I'm back. I'm back. And again, all glory right to God. Right through me, right to God. It's that important. It's that real. Okay? It's that important and it's that real. Somebody said you're losing volume. Give me a second. that that fixed the volume issue for you guys let me just see it looks like it did okay well maybe not looks like it's still hmm i know some of you are saying the volume is fine there but the volume is going as soon as i Maybe that'll help. Hello, hello, check, check. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit, so hold on a second. I can actually see the volume going down. Where we need to be. The audio. Hopefully that works. Again, sorry folks. 
Don't mean to have this be an issue all the time. All right, volume sounds good. Let's keep going. Let's keep moving here. First and foremost section of the day, I do want to let you know, guys, that Mike Lindell is gearing up to do some major things again. Mike Lindell is actually touring the country right now on the low, on the low key, on the down low, actually speaking to a lot of people about uh, the information that was put out at the Cyber Symposium. Uh, cyber symposium and a lot more he's also gearing up to release a whole bunch of new products new commercials and i told you i told you when mike lindell's quiet he's actually gearing up to fight again the same way president trump does the same way anybody else does who's fighting such a big battle and mike lindell's coming back in, in with a vengeance here in the next week new products new commercials new evidence new energy and apparently right now he's out preaching the gospel to a lot of people and that's, that's the most important thing. That's what God's calling him to do. So make sure you keep your eyes on Mike Lindell. If there's any old products that you're still looking to get, you can still get up to 66% off, 50% even on the pillow toppers right now, 50% on the towels uh, by putting in the promo code LFA because I'll tell you what, he's got a lot of new products coming out, and I'll be first in line to get me a few of them. Uh, for, that, for this reason right here, for the same reason that I'm talking about right here, about how they're trying to silence us, hold us down, kill our spirit, destroy everything. Look what they're doing to Nicki Minaj right now. I mean, whether you like Nicki Minaj or not, she is a woman on the left who says, I don't want to take this vaccine until more research has been done. She's using her God-given right of free will to say, look, I'm not anti-vaccine. I just don't want to take the vaccine until more research is done. Twitter suspended her yesterday. A huge Huge left-wing blow. Because Nicki Minaj, thank you, Liberty Shines, God bless you. Nicki Minaj has over 100 million Twitter followers alone. She is a massive icon in the pop world industry. If her 120 million fans see her go, hmm, and start questioning things, that's a big blow for the left. That is a massive blow for the left. Okay? And I'll tell you what, it's such a big blow that the left and Biden and this fake regime has actually invited Nicki Minaj to the White House so that they can kind of try to reprogram her. I don't think it's going to work. Somebody like Nicki Minaj, if, you're in, if you know anything about uh, the, 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 the pop culture world or the hip-hop world, a lot of people in this industry are very hard-headed, especially in the hip-hop community. And just to be able to change their minds like that, it's not going to be able to work. I don't care who you're talking to. I don't care if it's with Kanye. I don't care if it's with 50 Cent, Nicki Minaj. These people are not stupid people. They're very bright individuals. They understood how they got where they are. And they pretty much, in most cases, came from nothing to something. And look what these people on the left are doing to her. Silencing her on Twitter. Just because she had a, just because she had a, um, uh, an individual thought. Isn't that something? Isn't that something what we'll do? What about, what about women's rights? What about a women's right to, to choose? I thought the women's right to choose was, was part of the narrative, guys. I told you a long, long time ago, back when I was doing backyard rant videos, I told you that I, started, I was supporting Trump before it was cool to support Trump. And I didn't know how long that was going to take. But the, what the left is showing you, the showing you all their cards about who they are, it's turning away even the most lefty leftists. And pretty soon they're going to have no choice but to get back behind the person who made this country great again so they can be part of the best is yet to come. Mark my words, this entire thing, when you're done looking at it, looking back on this, hindsight being 2020, whether it's in 10 years, 5 years, 20 years, you're going to look back on this time and you're going to say, wow, I was part of God's miracle at work.
And it's all part of the plan. And I'm not talking about the plan. It's all part of the plan, you know, where we go one, we go all thing. I'm talking about it's all part of his plan, the ultimate plan. All right, let's get to the first and foremost section, okay? Prove it to me. That is what I want to talk about. Prove it to me. Prove everything to me from now on. From now on, you need to prove everything to me. All of it. If you're on the left and you're trying to make us Republicans or us conservatives or better yet, just us Americans believe something, cool. I'm all for it. Prove it to me. Prove it to me. Prove to me that Joe Biden won the election. Shouldn't be too hard. It is why we have election laws in place that the FEC is in charge of setting, at least on this grand grandular scale, which is you have to keep all election records for two years. Why do you have to keep all election records for two years? So that you can prove it to me. And for me asking you to prove it to me, that's not a crime. That's not an insurrection. That is not causing chaos. That is saying, prove it to me. So prove it to me. From now on, when I argue a lefty about the election, prove it to me. Hey, YouTube, prove it to me. Show me how stupid I really am. I'm done arguing with you. Because I can tell you something right now. If I went on Google right now, you want to do a little experiment? Let's do an experiment together. And I'm going to use Google because this is what most people use. I want to show you something real quick. This is why you're going to have to prove things to me from now on. All right. Let me pull up a screen here for you guys to see. Pull up a screen for you to see here. Let's see. Let's use this one. Let's use this screen. All right. Here's Google. Watch this. Let's, let, me, let, me, let me show you why you have to prove things to me. Does coffee cause blindness? Let's just go to that. I'm just randomly picking things here. Let's just go to this real quick. What does this say? Hold on. i got to get a better screen here for you guys to see what this says. Pop this over. Look what it says. According to a new study, drinking more than three cups of coffee per day has shown to correlate with an increased risk of developing glaucoma, which can lead to vision loss or blindness. Okay. All right. And there's a reason I'm using Google here. So, so calm down, guys. Does coffee cause blindness? Google says it does. Let's, let's do this. Does coffee increase... Eyesight. Main ingredient in raw coffee, chlorogenic acid, or CLA, may, may protect against deterior, deteriorating eyesight and possible blindness. Isn't that amazing? I thought it just said that it, studies show that it causes blindness. But now it says it improves eyesight. Look, my point in doing this is you can't in a world of this much information, you can't trust anybody. There's scientists saying that the, that the vaccine works. There's scientists saying that the vaccine doesn't work. There's scientists saying that the climate change is man-made. There's scientists that say that climate change isn't man-made. You can go to DuckDuckGo and you can get the same thing that I just did right there. You can go to Bing and get the same results as I just got right there. Want to know why? Because I did this. I did this little experiment already. The fact of the matter is... You need to prove things to me on a scale of election fraud or whether it is or isn't real, whether Joe Biden won the election, whether the vaccines work. You're going to need to prove it to me from now on. 
And because I have free will from God and free will based um, protected in the Constitution, you ain't doing squat to me. All I hear is blah, blah, blah. And all I say back is nobody cares. Prove it to me. Prove to me Joe Biden won the election. Just like every business in the world has to go through self-auditing, or in a lot of cases, especially big Fortune 500 companies, submit to IRS audits almost every year. And everyone knows that you must keep your receipts. Does anybody have a small business out there? I now have a small business. This is a small business, LFA Media Company, focusing on music, focusing on preaching, and focusing on this show. Okay, three. Uh, I do three different things in this company. I have a small business. Guess what I have to do? Guess what any accountant or any tax preparer or any uh, tax lawyer would tell you? They would say, you have to keep your receipts. You have to keep your receipts. So, just like the FEC says that these states have to keep their election records for two years, those are receipts. Prove to me that Joe Biden won. Period. And until you do, we will continue to push to prove that Donald Trump actually won. And you do that by getting to the receipts, the proof. You cannot go, oh, I'm going to Google, is there receipts for this election or not? Uh, is there receipts? And do receipts work? Or is there not receipts? No, no, that's not a Googling. That's not a Google or a DuckDuckGo or a Bing. That's not an internet search engine co- uh, conversation. A- at that point, you can prove to me whether Joe Biden won or whether he didn't win. So what we're going to do is we are going to prove to you that Joe Biden did not win. And in every step we take, in every new state, in every new piece of evidence, every new revelation, every new court case, we're going to keep showing you. And yet, you have even you have yet to even show me one piece of proof that Joe Biden won other than these corrupt swamp donkey and rhino bureaucrats put it on paper. I can put something on paper. I can put on paper right now that I can fly. Just let's see. Let's see if it works. Hold on. Let me let me write this down real quick. Let's write this down. Let me let me see if I Jeremy can fly. Jeremy can fly. Right there. I'm writing it down. Let's see. Ugh, no, not yet. Hold on. <sighs> nope, not yet. Hold on. Uh, nope, not yet. Hold on. But I bet you if I googled Jeremy can fly, there would be a story that talks about Jeremy flying. If I googled Jeremy can't fly, there would be a story talking about how Jeremy can't fly. Guess what? The receipt says, the proof says, I can't fly. Can't fly, folks. Sorry. Prove it to me. Try again. Uh, nope, still can't fly. Receipt says I can't fly. People can say whatever they want. Receipt says I can't fly. Proof says I can't fly. Idiots. So, if everybody knows that if you have a small business and you must keep your receipts, well, the same should definitely be said about elections that affect everyone. In every state, it affects their personal lives. It affects their kids' school curriculum and culture. It affects their health care, choices, and rights. And basically, their entire existence. Elections have consequences. And those consequences affect you and your entire existence. 
especially when you're electing phony, fake, fraudulent, illegitimate people who are unqualified for the job and who hate this country. Thank you, Rival78. God bless you. Donations to help Jeremy fly. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Donations to help Jeremy fly. Oh, you threw me off my game with that one. But anyway, yes, elections help. I mean, elections have, have an, an effect on everybody's life. So prove to me that he won. Also, prove to me that hospitals are full. Yep, I said that. Now, the left and people who don't agree with the same thing that I agree with will say, well, we don't have to prove to you that hospitals are full. Hospitals are telling us they're full. Well, here we go again. Hospital is full. Shut down four floors and don't let anybody up there. Tell everybody the hospital is full. Prove to me that the hospitals are full. You don't have to give me their names. You don't have to show me their faces. I'm a journalist. I am here working for a news organization, a reputable news organization, and I would like to take a tour of your hospital. I would like to show these non-vaxxers out there how serious COVID-19 is. Can you please walk me through every floor of your hospital? Oh, no, sir, we can't do that. The top three floors are full of COVID patients. It's okay. It's okay. I've been vaccinated, and I've had COVID-19. I will survive. No, sir, it's just too, it's just too bad up there. No, 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 no. Trust me, I'll wear a mask. I'll wear six masks, like Fauci. This will be one, re one reason that I will wear a mask. Come on, let's go. Let me put on some masks. Let's go. Come on. Let's go up there. Let's see. I guarantee you they're not. I can guarantee you they're not. Prove to me these hospital beds are full. Again, you don't have to violate HIPAA by telling me their name. You don't have to violate HIPAA by giving me any of their information. Prove to me that the hospitals are full. It's that easy. It's a patient-to-nurse ratio. Ratio. Well, then maybe they should stop firing nurses. Or maybe those nurses that are doing TikTok videos while the hospitals are overflowing should not be doing TikTok videos. I'm not talking about hospital nurse ratio. If that was the case, the hospitals would say, look, we don't have that many patients here because we can't facilitate them because we don't have enough nurses, we don't have enough resources to handle that many people. That's not what they're saying. They're saying hospitals are full overflowing not enough room for people there's a very there's a big difference i do understand what you're saying though i know how they spin it i get that but instead of going to rallies all the time to pump each other up like i'm doing right here to you instead of doing all those all the time why don't we maybe i don't know gather by the hundreds and go and force people to comply like they're forcing us to comply what do i mean by that force them to give us proof force them to give us information. Instead of having 500 people standing in a field to do a rally, or even at a Capitol building to do a rally, let's take 500 people to 1,000 people and go to a hospital. And let's demand that somebody, a representative from our group of protesters protected under the First Amendment, get a tour of the hospital so that we can prove to the world that you're not lying. How about that? I think we can mobilize pretty well now as a conservative party. I think we can. We're a lot better at it than we used to. So let's mobilize for pla to places 
just just remove ourselves from one place and mobilize at a different place. It's all about strategy. It's all about strategy with the power in numbers. You can have all the numbers you want if they go to D.C. on the 18th and try to uh, try to go to that protest for the political prisoners, which I believe is probably going to be another big trap. They're already talking about January 6th Part 2. They're already using it to lock down more stuff in D.C. They're already using it as a, thing, as a, as a crutch to further their power in these, in these committees. So why don't we just strategize a little different? Take the 500 people that are going here and let's put them somewhere where it will actually make a difference. And either prove us or them very, very wrong. Okay, Let's do that outside of school boards, which we're starting to do. Let's do it outside of Secretary of State's offices. Maybe, just maybe, I'll get enough donations to fly that it'll actually happen. And I can fly to all these places without getting on a plane. American Airlines won't be getting any of my money. <laughs> Delta won't be getting any of my money. As long as I can fly. The paper said I can fly. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, long story short, folks, I don't believe in any reporting by crooked, crooked swamp donkey government agencies anymore. I just don't. And I don't because of what the CDC has done over the last 18 months. I don't because finding out what the FBI has covered up and what they've actually brought out um, to, the, to the public to seek justice. I don't because the Department of Justice has just completely flopped over to the, to the deep state. Okay, I don't because I, we know for a fact that a lot of things are true that these companies and, and divisions and, 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 and elected officials say are not true and vice versa. Okay? We're living in a divided world because people do not care about proof. They only care about what they can Google. So, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you about this one... Ho- so, here's the, here's the big thing. Hospital employees, workers, nurses, doctors, custodians, they're all coming forward. They've had enough. They're all coming forward to show you that they've had enough of the lies. Whistleblowers are coming forward to Project Veritas. They're coming forward to um, small conservative media outlets like myself. They're going forward to Gateway Pundit, to Epic Times, to Revolver, Daily Caller. All these places, hospital workers are coming out in droves to whistleblow on what's real and what's not real. Here's the first one I'd like to show you. Let me read it for you first, though. New Missouri, we said that we were going to show you something from the Show Me State today. New Missouri COVID COVID whistleblower. Hospitals are lying to the public about COVID, and I can prove it. Okay? Josh Schneider worked in facilities management at Missouri Baptist Medical Center, or MBMC. I watched our hospital administrators say in the media that our intensive care units were overflowing with COVID patients at a 98% capacity, knowing that it was a complete, utter lie. So he's saying that the administrators put out this narrative knowing it was a lie. Not believing one thing and talking about what they believed in. No, literally spewing lies. Wonder why. Okay? He said the Missouri hospital never had a 98% ICU occupancy. Administrators lied to uncritical media. Snyder relates that the MBMC hospital, part of a $5.5 billion annual network within the Barnes Jewish Hospital System in St. Louis, Missouri, actually shut down three of the four floors of intensive care during COVID because they were unused, not because of anything else. Hospitals shut down ICU floors, dramatically reducing the capacity. And even after shutting down the three-fourths 
of our ICU capacity, they were still never more than 50% full with that drastically reduced overall capacity. These medical systems are saying that they are overrun with COVID patients and are likely lying to the public. He says, at least I know mine is. So here are some pictures. He decided to snap pictures of three of the four floors. Okay? Somebody said, is, the tr- is it true about Pradesh, India? Someone told me it's false information. It's 100% true. We're actually going to touch on that again today. But here we go. Here's one of the floors. Okay? Scroll. Here's another one of the floors. Look at that. Shut down. Empty. Snyder said that three of the flo- of the, out of the four ICU floors were closed because there was no COVID patients to put in them. So when hospitals like theirs say they are at 98% of capacity, they are lying. Here's another wing. Now, you might say, well, maybe they took this after hours. What do you mean? If they're overflowing, there is no after hours. Anybody who works in a hospital knows that. So, when MMBMC was reached out to, they have refused to comment on this story after repeating repeated requests for said comment. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Pretty amazing what the truth will show. Pretty amazing what proof. Now that's proof. I want more proof. I want to continue with proof. Claire says, I hear that hospital here in East Texas may close because of shortage of staff. Sincerely, Alyssa says, prove to your friend how Google can be proven false. Use that coffee blindness as an example. That's the only reason I did it. That's the only reason I did it was to show you that anybody can find any information to support their narrative. What they can't do is argue a receipt is argue ocular proof. That's what we want to see from now on. I am done arguing with people who refuse to see what is real and live in this matrix that we call reality when really in anything, in in, in pretty much every case, it's a lie and has been for a long time. So I want to go ahead and I want to give a Smarty Award right now, if I could, to that young man who took those who took that um, took those pictures because I think he deserves it. And you know what? I am experiencing so much technical difficulty today. I I don't know what the heck is going on. Maybe one day, maybe one day I will get a uh, I'll get a producer and I don't have to deal with all this stuff. They'll have it all ready for me. But anyway, long story short, you know who it's going to go to. So let's just go ahead and give it to him right now. Smarty word of the day. There we go. We got the sound now. Because he understands that you need proof. He understands that a society needs proof. But he's not the only healthcare worker that's coming out and saying this stuff. Nope. I read to you yesterday on Project Veritas what's going on there and then showed you a video. Let me read another whistleblower talking about the VAERS reporting database. Now, when we think of VAERS, we typically think of a... um, of an agency that we need to go to to find out how many people have died from the vaccine. That's pretty much what we've been going to VAERS for for the last two months. However, there's another VAERS reporting system that we need to be focusing on or reporting numbers that are uh, being reported, and that is how many people are actually having adverse reactions. And this whistleblower claims that the VAERS reporting database tracking vaccine complications is wrong and in her case, is undercounting by a factor of at least 100 from the last report she saw. 
Dr. Molly James, the courageous COVID whistleblower who came forward denouncing the Biden vaccine mandates, has shockingly claimed that the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, known as VAERS, the national database that tracks complications and side effects from vaccines, is so widely underused that the real number of COVID vaccine complications is more than 100 times what is currently being reported. We also know that there's no reports and underreporting. No reports and underreporting. And we also know that there's doctors who don't even know how to report to VAERS. That is why the number of people that have died is so higher, so much higher than the numbers that we've been talking about. Okay? If this, if this true, this means that the political decision to force vaccines on the public and an entire industry come or could come with major long-term serious health consequences that are poorly understood because the p- political agenda is suffocating the scientific collection of data. She says, I feel pressured to not use VAERS, and many of my colleagues confidently tell me the same. Dr. James said, there are, they are scared of politics and being outed, shamed and ridiculed. It is easy for a doctor to lose their admitted privileges somewhere, and many know if they report something as a vaccine side effect, they could lose their job. I just can't believe what I'm seeing over and over again, and I've decided to come forward because it, this is such a silent crisis of public health People have to know how bad things are, and they need to know the real risks of the COVID vaccine. Now, let's go back to Pradesh, India real quick. Those numbers are real. Those are reported not by just a, 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 a gateway pundit or a uh, federalist or the revolver or any of those uh, smaller publications. No, no. It's being reported from the India Department of Health. Their health ministry office Put those numbers out. That's where all of us got them from. That's where we got them from. So unless India is lying and saying that the vaccine is not a route that they took, that they took the route of ivermectin, which I can't believe that would be a lie, because the entire world right now is is banding together to make sure that they say, do not take Stuff like ivermectin as a preventative. Do not take things like hydroxychloroquine as a preventative. Only take the vaccine. Shut up and take the vaccine. So I can't believe that the health ministry uh, office there in India is lying about ivermectin. It would be kind of backwards, wouldn't it? But here's what I did not tell you when I reported that Pradesh India story to you the other day, which I think maybe we were the first ones talking about it was that only 5.8% of their entire population of 231 million in those 23 states, only 5.8% of their population there are vaccinated. So that means a population that's two-thirds the size of the United States of America, who has seen a 98.7% increase increase of people uh, recovering. And... What they say, a hunt, only 100 cases for 50 days straight, or under 100 cases for 50 days straight, and only 5.8% of their entire population is vaccinated, but yet they're calling themselves COVID-free. Now, there's a lot of people right here on this, um, on this thread, right here, right now, who can give you, I've seen people posting different um, sites that you can go to to be prescribed ever, uh, ivermectin. So please, throw up the, uh, the, uh, the links again if you're one of those people so that the other people can go to that link and get ivermectin. Here's the other thing. They've been trying to push remdesivir as some kind of therapeutic, but you know 
We now know that remdesivir, especially in cases like this, has got a 54% mentality, uh, mortality rate. As a matter of fact, I just got off the phone with a young lady the other day who we were talking about, whose husband is severely is dealing with COVID complications right now, and the doctors won't even talk to her about ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. The only thing that they're talking to her about is remdesivir. And she says, look, I don't want to take the chance. It's a 54% mortality rate. I don't want to take that. I'd rather have my husband be prescribed ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or something like that. And the doctor said, I'm not going to debate science with you. Thank you, Corn Pop. I'll take that Smarty Award. So I want to, and the people of India are taking, the people of India are taking ivermectin. I know, and they're all fine. I called frontline doctors and got an RX for ivermectin waiting on the pharmacy to call to send it to me. Well, there's also, you can also go right to, um, there's, there's a website that you can go where uh, India will send you ivermectin. I don't know how well I would, you know, that's up to you if you want to take that or not. Right there, Tommy, uh, Tommy NYHC says, buy Evermectin.us. There you go. Regeneron, that's another one. Also share those links in Telegram to people so that we can get them also. Thank you very much. Some, pharmac- some pharmacies are refusing to fill Ivermectin. I know. And that's how you know that, it, that the state, our state has control of the healthcare system. The government has control of the healthcare system. Want to control a population? Silence them, shut them up, take control of the healthcare system, and let let uh, them only take what you want them to take. And who do you get involved to do that? The pharmacies. Amazon.com has it, says Victoria. Well, there you go. There you go. And Fauci bought all the remdesivir just for U.S. and the U.S.A., and we have the highest deaths. Imagine that. Exactly. Well, what do you expect when you have something with a 54% mortality rate? So you got whistleblowers coming out left and right, folks. But let's keep proving stuff, shall we? Let's, if we're talking about proof, let's continue to prove things. Let's go to this story right here. You know that the Department of Justice is doing all they can right now to fight Texas and the heartbeat bill, right? And, you, and you, the everyday average person would be like, well, yeah, because they care about women's reproductive rights and they care that women can make their own choices. Really? Well, then why aren't they letting Nicki Minaj have her own choice? It's not about women's choice. It's not about that the DOJ cares about women. It's not about that the left cares about women. And it's not that Planned Parenthood cares about women because they clearly have no care in the world for the, or, or, or any value for human life. Look at the 13 soldiers that just died. You see what I'm saying? Check this out. Big shout out to Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch. Judicial Watch announced today that it received 198 pages of records and communications from the United States Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, involving humanized mice research with human fetal heads, organs, and tissues, including communications and contracts with human fetal tissue provider, Advanced Bioscience Resources, ABR. This was all done under the Obama administration, and new records also show that Obama administration purchased aborted babies' heads, aborted babies' heads, for $515 a piece. Now, what I'm going to show you next, I have to say viewer discretion advised. It's a five-minute video. It's very disturbing. It is science. It's not like it's a horror show, but to me it's a horror show. It's very disturbing. And it involves that story 
and the University of Pittsburgh. And then you will understand. Maybe you can show it to your liberal friends who thinks it's about my body, my choice, and a woman's right to, to, uh, to uh, her health and, and reproductive uh, status. Maybe you can show it to them and maybe they'll go, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't know that. The reason why these people are fighting for abortion is because it's a billion-dollar industry. And matter of fact, what you're about to see is the only reason that you have a vaccine, which is why Christians don't want to take it. It's disgusting, and I'm sorry for what you're about to see, but in order to get to the truth of everything, you have to see these things. It's imperative that you see them. Without any further ado, here we go. The University of Pittsburgh is a hub for some of the most barbaric experiments carried out on late-term aborted human infants. Experiments funded by the United States government. At the same time, the university sponsors the local Planned Parenthood abortion business in what looks like an illegal quid pro quo for fetal body parts. This photo from an experiment published by Pitt scientists in 2020 shows the scalps of five-month-old aborted babies Ew. grafted onto the backs of lab rats growing the aborted baby's hair on the rodents. The Pittsburgh scientists describe these aborted baby scalps as full-thickness human fetal skin cut from the heads and backs of the babies, then processed via removal of excess fat underneath the baby skin before stitching it onto the rats. How was this paid for? With a nearly half a million dollar research grant from Dr. Anthony Fauci's NIAID office at the NIH. It gets worse. This photo is from a protocol developed by another pit scientist for harvesting the freshest, most pristine livers from five-month-old aborted babies in order to isolate massive numbers of stem cells for experimental transplantation into adults. You can see the premature baby aborted alive via labor induction under surgical drapes with the umbilical cord off to one side as the baby is cut open to harvest the liver. The Pitt scientist who invented this experiment received nearly $3 million from the NIH. Third, the GoodMap project is a multi-year $1.4 million grant to the University of Pittsburgh from the NIH. The grant makes Pitt a distribution hub for aborted fetal kidneys and other fetal body parts for NIH-funded projects across the country. Those are just a few of the recent fetal experimentation projects at Pitt. It's been going on for decades, sometimes on babies delivered alive during later abortions. Oh, my Atlanta. This is archival footage from the experiments filmed in the 1950s by Pitt's Dr. Davenport Hooker, who obtained live fetuses from abortions at Pitt's hospital and tested their reflexes until they died. A Pitt nurse testified in 1972 before the Pennsylvania legislature that she saw live fetuses from abortions being packed in ice and shipped off for experimentation at the university. Fetal research projects at Pitt generally obtain fetal tissue through the University of Pittsburgh Biospecimen Corps or Health Sciences Tissue Bank from local abortion providers. Two years ago, sources told CMP that Pittsburgh was one of the major hubs of the FBI's investigation of Planned Parenthood's involvement in the human trafficking of aborted fetuses. This isn't surprising, because CMP undercover investigators were told previously by Planned Parenthood Western Pennsylvania abortion doctors who were on staff at Pitt that they supply the university's tissue bank. 
you guys ever participated in specimen donation in the past? Well, there is there's a tissue bank um, at Pitt that we offer patients to donate to. So then why is the University of Pittsburgh telling news media, quote, there is no procurement relationship for tissue with Planned Parenthood? There's a tissue bank um, at Pitt that we offer patients to donate to. What is Pitt so afraid of admitting? Since 2005, the University of Pittsburgh has been a major location for Planned Parenthood's Ryan Residency and Family Planning Fellowship Abortion Training Programs. Some of the most notorious Planned Parenthood abortion doctors came up through the program. Remember Dr. Jennifer Russo, the Vice President of Planned Parenthood, Orange and San Bernardino Counties? She supplied the aborted fetuses to the criminal company Da Vinci Biosciences, which admitted illegally selling the fetal body parts and was shut down by local law enforcement. She did her abortion training fellowship at the University of Pittsburgh. Dr. Mitch Crennan is the Planned Parenthood research officer who used to run the abortion training program at Pitt and Planned Parenthood Western Pennsylvania. Now he develops experimental abortion techniques and tries to stop pregnant women who regret taking the chemical abortion pill from accessing the antidote. How about Dr. Ann Chudene, the chief medical officer of the notorious Planned Parenthood Gulf Coast, which was terminated from Texas Medicaid due to their willingness to use partial birth abortions to sell fetal body parts. She too was trained at the University of Pittsburgh. Today, Dr. Beatrice Chen, the medical director of Planned Parenthood Western Pennsylvania is in charge of the abortion training programs at Pitt. Dr. Sharon Achilles, the laboratory director at Planned Parenthood Western Pennsylvania and a prominent faculty member at Pitt, is on the Planned Parenthood Federation of America National Medical Committee. Planned Parenthood Western Pennsylvania, meanwhile, is a contracted care site for the University of Pittsburgh receiving access to the medical students, medical resources, medical infrastructure, patient population, and referrals at the university system. So here's what we know, just from the publicly available sources. One, Planned Parenthood abortionists supply the aborted fetuses to Pitt. Two, Pitt uses its access to the fetuses to get major NIH grant money. Three, Pitt sends major kickbacks and medical resources back to Planned Parenthood. It all starts to look suspiciously like an illegal quid pro quo over aborted fetal organs and body parts, all funded by taxpayers. Call your Pennsylvania representatives to demand answers and accountability from Planned Parenthood and the University of Pittsburgh now. So do you know why you have to watch that? Do you know why we have to watch that? As bad as that is and as hard as that is to watch, I can tell you why. There's two reasons. The first and foremost reason is that you're not going to be able to stop something if you don't know the severity of what's happening. We know the severity of what's happening. You know who doesn't? Everyday average people. That is why they canceled that movie. Um, uh, what was that? What was that huge abortion movie that nobody, uh, that the mainstream theaters wouldn't, uh, wouldn't uh, take? Unplanned. Unplanned is the name of it. Why do you think the mainstream media theaters wouldn't take that? The main theaters, the main movie theaters would not let that movie play. Why? Why wouldn't you let that movie play? It still ended up, you know, being propped up by people who did understand what was going on and still did well. 
but it wouldn't get played all over the country. It's another form of what they do to us on social media. If you can't tell the average person exactly what's happening, then there's no way we're ever going to be able to defeat that. There's no way we're ever going to be able to beat that win and save our children. We're just not going to be able to. You have to know what is going on. It sucks. It's disgusting. I hate looking at that stuff. It makes me sick to my stomach, and it makes me want to cry. But how are you supposed to beat something if you can't expose it? The other reason you got to watch stuff like that is because the people that funded that research, not the research on the babies, I'm talking about the research to find out the truth, they're putting themselves at risk big time by putting that out there. These people don't play. The people in the Planned Parenthood and the people that run that, that make the billions of dollars off all the disgusting things that they do, everybody involved, including elected officials, those are the people that they're scared of. Those are the people that literally make people like Seth Rich disappear. That's why it's extremely, extremely risky to put that story out and to research that stuff. It's extremely risky. So on this show, I'm not going to shy away from things because they're that bad. They have... It, look. Look how bad the election is. Look how bad our border security is. Look how bad our leadership is everywhere. Look what they're doing to our children. Child abuse every day. The ones that are alive. Look what they're doing to our unborn children. Somebody's got to roll up their sleeves and get dirty. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I can chew gum and walk at the same time. I can expose things at least. You know what? If I enlighten five people, it's better than it was yesterday. So I'm going to show that stuff. Now let's talk about more proof, shall we? I know we're over time, but that's okay. I want to show you another, uh, another picture here. You see this? See this picture right here? This girl, this young lady? Let's pull this up real quick. See this picture right here, this young lady? I posted this on Telegram. Let me, let me make it a little bit more easy for you to see. There she is. That is the young lady who had a, a hatchback SUV with printers in the back of it outside of a, po of a voting location in Burbank, California. Amanda Head was on location, and a gentleman actually gave her, snapped this picture and gave it to her. Now let me show you a little bit better of a close-up of the printers in the back. See that right here? These are two massive printers. Here's one with three drawers on it. And here's another one. These are office printers. These are not just, you know, your everyday run-of-the-mill home HP. These are, these are office printers. And some of these, because I was in the IT business where we actually sold a lot of these things, some of these printers, let's go back to this picture here, are pretty expensive to run. And they can print 50, 60, 70 sheets at a time. Now, we don't know what she was printing in these ballots. Let's get that other picture back up here. We don't know what she was printing in these ballots. But if you look right here, you see those yellow, that yellow stack there? And there's another color there, and there's another color there. That means that there's different colored things that she's printing off here. And she's printing them off outside of a voter, uh, a voter location, a voting location in California, in Burbank, California, on a 90-degree day during the recall election. When the gentleman that snapped those pictures went up to her to start taking pictures, she started getting very aggressive, he said. And he's the one who ended up finding Amanda Head because he was looking for some news outlet to get this to. Because he'd already reported it to the people there and they did nothing. So he got to Amanda Head and Amanda said, hey, I work for Real Amer America's Voice News. He ended up sending her this picture. He also sent her a picture of the license plate. I have that as well. Then we decided, what are we going to do with these? I was just going to put out that picture of the young lady 
which is completely legal to put out because it was in public. That picture was taken. Of course, again, somebody's made a good point. She's not wearing a mask. But it, but just just so that we can bring her back up again, this is her. That's what she looks like. Completely legal to take. Now, if I put out the picture of her license plate and something bad happens to her, well, then I could get in some serious trouble. So the recourse is take it to the police. The problem is that the Burbank police said that unless you have actual proof that she was breaking a law, committing a crime, then we really, this is more of a civil matter. We can't do anything when it comes to investigating something that could possibly be a crime, really just hearsay. So here we have a young lady, she's dressed for business, who understands she's got an iPhone in her hand. As you can see, she's got these printers in the back of her car, outside of a polling location, actively printing outside, using a power source that is connected to the building where people are voting. And the Burbank police said, unless you have actual proof of a crime being committed, we can't do anything. So the only other recourse at this point is to take it to two other places. One, you take it to the California Secretary of State's office. You think that's going to do anything? You think we're going to get an honest elect, uh, investigation out of that? You think we really are? No, we're not. So the next step is to take it to the California GOP, which I found out last night by talking to Amanda that the California GOP, I don't know if you know this if you're living in California, but that the California GOP didn't even endorse any of the Republican candidates that were going against Gavin Newsom. So it leads me to understand now why there was such a low voter turnout in the entire state. In pockets, there was high voter turnout. But the entire state was a low voter turnout. Why? Because the California GOP didn't even get involved. They didn't endorse a candidate as a whole. They didn't get behind anybody. They didn't run ads. They left it up for the individual themselves. They did not back anybody. They're just as much cowards as the Michigan GOP and possibly the Pennsylvania GOP. So who do we take it to? I have the picture of her license plate. Who do I give that to? If there's a risk of me putting that out to the public and letting the public find out in California, which they could do pretty easily, what if something bad happens to this lady and they trace it back to me? So I want you to ask, I want to ask you folks. I've already talked to a lawyer. I've talked to the authorities. I know that the Secretary of State's office isn't going to do anything there. We clearly know that the GOP in California isn't going to do anything. So let me ask you, what do you think I should do with that license plate? Do you think I should put it out next to her with a picture and flood it all over social media? If you do, please let me know in the comments. I will read the comments a little bit later. And if that's what you want me to do since I work for you, then I will do that. This is the difference between any other person that does a news show and myself. I care what you want. I will do what you want me to do. I'm doing this because you want me to do this. You pay my salary. I work for you. So you tell me what I should do with that. And I will take, tell me on social media. You can send me an Instagram. You can send me a Telegram message. Let me know. I will take the most popular decision on what to do here. And that's what I will do. Because this is called investigative reporting. And I didn't think I was a reporter. I was more of a TV show host. But this is something that should be reported on. This is something that should be looked into. Yes or no? So, you tell me what you want to do, and I'll move forward with that, okay? 
Now, speaking of taking action, we need to talk about the Durham report because Durham is finally taking a stand and it looks like something is finally moving forward on this. Will anything come out of it? Who knows? But we need to talk about it. So let's go ahead and do that now, shall we? The Durham report is finally getting some traction. Durham finally come out and said that he's he's doing something. And what he's doing is actually is a step in the right direction, regardless of where it goes or not. Here we go. John Durham has finally taken action, and any action is better than none, I would say. I was beginning to think that Durham was as fake as the idea that Biden beat Trump in anything, much less a national election of circles versus crowds. But he's, all, he, he's now asking a grand jury to indict Michael Sussman. And if you don't know who Michael Sussman is, Michael Sussman is a former Clinton campaign attorney and was the DNC attorney that was involved in illegally spying on President Trump's campaign. That person is about to be indicted. John Durham just asked a federal grand jury to indict Michael Sussman so that they could bring him in and further, further, further this investigation. Let me read you exactly, instead of from my talking points, let me read you says, John Durham, the special counsel appointed by Trump administration to scrutinize the Russia investigation, has told the Justice Department that he will ask a grand jury to indict prominent cybersecurity lawyer on a charge of making false statements to the FBI. People familiar with the matter said the lawyer is Michael Sussman, who was accused of lying to the FBI in 2016, meeting about Trump and Russia. To paraphrase a speech by Winston Churchill, I don't know if this is the beginning of the end, or the end of the beginning, but it is a beginning. According to the Times, the indictment hinges in part on testimony from former general counsel. Mr. Baker, the former FBI lawyer, is said to have told investigators that he recalled Mr. Sussman saying that he was not meeting him on behalf of any client. But Sussman told Congress a different story. Question, did you have any meeting, did you have any other meetings, with any other administration officials regarding the information you conveyed to the FBI? Was there anyone else you contacted that worked for the federal government? Answer, not that I recall. Question, okay, so those are the only two? Now I want to ask you, what was the information about? Answer, the information was about communications or potential communications between persons unknown in Russia and persons unknown associated with the Trump Organization. Question, information that was given by a client? Answer, yes. Question, so that information was given to you by, so that information was not given to you by any other source but the client that you represented? Answer, absolutely. I want to believe that this is the start of the indictments of the Obama officials who spread the lie that Donald Trump was a puppet of a Putin and a stooge of the Russians. However, time will tell. Long story short, folks, Something is moving on the Durham report, just like something is moving in Pennsylvania. Now, I understand that Pennsylvania is completely crooked. I understand that, um, that uh, Corman and Dush and, and that gentleman that's going to be running for governor there against Wolf, I understand they're all crooked. I get it 100%. But I told you yesterday that it's one step in the right direction. And that right direction is that we have now involved the GOP establishment in Pennsylvania into the November 3rd election conversation. 
And, and, the, and they're involved and they're intertwined with it now, whether you like it or not. So now we have to put the pressure on. Now we have to put the pressure on the people of Pennsylvania. So I said we were going to make some phone calls today. So let's do just that. Let's call Senator Dush and Senator Jake Corman right now. The first number, if you can please put this in the th comment threads below, is this. We're going to call Chris Dush first. 717-787-1377. 717-787-1377. And thank you, Runs With Wolves, for the $25. I appreciate that very much. Here we go. course well that's okay because i have another number to call for mr dush and that is five seven zero seven two four five two three one let's call Wow. Ain't that something? Look at this. Multiple numbers. Nobody answers. You've reached Senator Dush's Wellsboro office. No one can take your call right now. Of course. Please leave a message and we'll get back to you as quickly as possible. Have a good day. Hi, this is Jeremy Harrell with Live from America on Real America's Voice News. I was hoping to have a conversation with somebody in Senator Dush's office, uh, preferably Senator Dush himself. I'd love to get a comment on the investigation moving forward with the 20 election and the fraud that may have uh, happened in Pennsylvania. Again, this is Jeremy Harrell with Real America's Voice News. Please reach out to me at jeremy at jeremyharrell.com. And we can set up a ske uh, schedule of time to uh, hopefully get some answers from Senator Dush. Thank you, and God bless. All right, let's call Jake Corman's office, shall we? I got two numbers for him, too. 717-787-1377. 717-787-1377. Let's call these numbers. How can there be nobody in these offices ever? It's unbelievable. All right. Let's call another number of his too. He's got another he's got a couple offices, 814 355-0477. Again, 814-355-0477.
Thank you, RJ Cat. God bless you. You have a great day too. Thank you for that donation. This is ridiculous. See, this is this is why people they they want people to just give up hope. You have reached the office of State Senator Jake Corman. Of course, we have. Currently, there is no one available to take your call. Our regular business hours are Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. until 4:30 p.m. Your call is important to us, and we will get back to you as soon as possible. Please leave a message at the tone. Thank you for calling, and have a great day. Hello, my name is Jeremy Harrell from Real America's Voice News. I was hoping to speak with uh, Senator Jake Corman uh, or or anybody who would do the scheduling for Senator Jake Corman. I'd love for him to come on the show. I have a lot of questions, and I would love to, for him to answer uh, some of the questions that my audience has pertaining to the investigation moving forward with the 2020 election and the, the fraud that uh, may or may not have happened. But we would love to find out what this investigation entails uh, with him moving forward. Please reach back out to me. Jeremy at JeremyHarrell.com. That's H-E-R-R-E-L-L. Again, with Real America's Voice News, would love to bring Senator Corman on the show via video or by phone call, whichever he prefers. God bless you. I look forward to hearing from you as soon as possible. Have a great day. So, folks, what what I what I uh, what I used to do is I used to call these people and I used to be pretty irate with them. You know that I used to call and I used to say, "Hey, this is what we demand. This is what we want." Then I started taking another route. I said, "Yo, we need to get these people talking. We need to get these people talking because let them talk in circles, let them hang themselves, let them do whatever they want, but we need to get them talking." So I decided to take a different route. Anybody wants airtime. Everybody wants airtime. Everybody wants to talk, and people in these positions they want to talk about themselves. So I really would love to get Jake Corman on here, at least to get his side of where this investigation's going. Because the people have a right to know where the investigation's going. Okay? I did call Doug Mastriano this morning. Actually, I called his office and got nothing. I, have, I did speak to his assistant last week. They were talking about coming on, and I uh, haven't heard back from them. Again, I know these people are very... Um, I know these but we the people demand, and hopefully we can start getting some people on the show. Uh, folks, that's going to do it for Live from America today. I mean, i got a lot more to go through, but I, I'm already, I've already kept you 17 minutes over, and I apologize. Today, I was, I, I'm, I'm on fire, baby. I'm on fire. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to find those other three, or 4,000 people that we lost on Rumble. I don't know where they all went, but we got to get them back. And that's really going to take you guys being false multipliers because we were making a big dent, and then all of a sudden, we are making little dents. we got to get back to making big dents. And I think maybe that a little bit of that falls on me. I think maybe I may be let up a little bit. I think I got a little bit too tired. It ain't happening no more. I'm in full-on 100% uh, um, make America great again mode again. So maybe it was on me. Either way, let's work and let's do it together. Remember, folks, there are right ways, and of course, there are wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And we'll go from there. We've got a lot more to get through. Hope you guys stay with me. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. See you later. First in America, black, white, brown, all cities, all towns, the rebirth of